Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, it's time for this week's wrestling perspective. I'm Dennis Farrell, and I'm with the man of the hour, the VIP. He gets the first slice of the PIE. That's Eli Drake. What's up, bud? Boy, oh boy, we're doing rhymes this week. Uh, I hope that pie is pumpkin. You're a pumpkin pie guy? Hell yeah, I am. I'm a basic bitch. Are you? Are you? <laughs> a little pumpkin latte too? Uh, I'm not really. Uh, I don't get into all that, but sure. Any pumpkin dessert though, I'm down with. Give me some pumpkin donuts, some uh, pumpkin rolls. You know what's really good is uh, those little Debbie pumpkin delights with the little face on it. But I can't find a damn things anywhere this year. Where would you rank pumpkin pie in the order of your favorite pies? We'll just stick with pies. Like apple pies? Pie. Yeah. Oh, that's number one without a doubt. Over apple? Yeah, I don't like apple. Okay. Apple's okay. Apple's okay. Uh, apple's okay. I don't know. I, I, I don't like uh, – I'm not really too keen on like big chunks of hot fruit. It's a really weird sentence for some reason, but yeah. I, I guess I could agree with you on that because I'm not I I can tolerate apple pie don't hate it but it's only, what's your beef with pumpkin pie you don't like pumpkin pie I love pumpkin pie but I'm just I I'm kind of thinking like maybe it is so where's it falling your rankings I I would put pumpkin above apple I don't think there's any other pie really that I've I've I don't like rhubarb I've tried that was not a fan what of the that hell? it's a Midwest thing you won't understand. Okay. I mean, I lived there for six years, but I didn't really embrace it. No, I mean, it, unless you walked out cheering for the Cincinnati Reds, you're you're not really a Midwesterner. Well, I lived in Cincinnati, but I, uh, you know, you know, what can you do? No, well, apparently not cheer for the Reds. But, uh, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm born in the in the East Coast and uh, you know, born in Maryland, you're Baltimore Orioles fan, got to be. Are you are you are you an Orioles guy? Yeah, I grew up with Cal Ripken and Eddie Murray and all those guys. Nice. I my, yeah. one of my buddies, you, and I can actually say buddies friends. Uh, one of my friends was the general manager of the Orioles until maybe last year. Oh hell yeah! Why well, was at the? Uh, I mean, now that we're doing the one up game here, uh, I was uh, I was at the was a 500th home run game of uh, Eddie Murray back in like 97 I think it was he like returned to the Orioles at some point like the late 90s and uh ended up hitting like his 500th home run it's a pretty wild night growing up were you a big sports fan cuz I know you're not a big one now 
Well, I, I've never been a big sports fan as far as like following teams and stats and, and all that kind of stuff. I, the only time that I was ever like super, super into like following every single bit about a sports team was, uh, when Michael Jordan came back to the bulls, uh, 96, 97, 98, every year after that I had, uh, for Christmas, I would get schedules that would tell me every game that was going on the NBA, what channel it was on, what time, everything. So I knew where I could see it, what I could see. Uh, and I was watching every single damn game. But after that, I don't know, man. It's just like, I just don't care. Like, and uh, like, it's fun to watch even more fun to do and play. But like, I just don't, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. When people get like crazy, super passionate about like a sports team of guys that they've never met and will never know. It just seems like eh, you don't have a lot going on in your life. I don't know. That's <laughs> just my opinion. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to me that like people get in fights over it and like uh, like it ruins their day or, or something like that. Like really? Like I I guess if your team loses, it sucks, but it's not like it's not that awful. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize, the less I care whether my favorite teams win or lose. And kind of fantasy football has uh, ruined being a sports fan also for me. So I, it's kind of nice now that I still like sports, but I'm I'm more of a casual fan. And I don't really – you know, I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I'm glad that we're kind of talking about sports in this because I always wondered – how much bigger would sports be if they implemented the the wrestling trash talk into it? Because you don't really hear a lot of athletes really trash talk other teams. But if you had one guy cut a promo on a whole team, I think that might be able to take that sport to the next level if everybody did it instead of this mutual a- admiration that they have going on. Well, it would be amazing unless uh, unless it was forced. At the same time, it's man that that's that's a real that's a real tricky situation. And the reason I say that is I, I consider the current political landscape, and I feel like the current political landscape has turned into wrestling in some way, and uh, it's it's becoming such a strange circus that now, you know, even the even the president of the United States is somebody that you know the kids were supposed to kind of aspire to and things like that and. Oh, man, with a lot of stuff that's going on, it's kind of like, uh, is that really still a thing? And, and I feel like with sports, if you go into that same realm, it's kind of the same thing where a lot of those guys are looked to as as role models and things like that. And if you start having guys trashing on each other and stuff like that, it's like what kind of an environment do you create just as human beings between people? I almost feel like wrestling kind of encapsulates a little bit of that fantasy of like the things that you want to do in real life or maybe that would be kind of cool to do, but if you really step out of it and step back, it's probably a good thing that we're not doing that kind of stuff to each other on a regular daily basis. You bring up politics, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I'm not sure if you have like XM or Sirius satellite radio in your. I do in your BMW or Ferrari or your. T- I have a Corvette actually, your, but yeah, your Corvette. Yeah. I, I, I've been hooked on channel 105 right now, and that's the old Johnny Carson channel, where I, I don't know if you've seen it or if you were. 
uh, you, you might be a tad bit out of the Johnny Carson range, but if if you're a fan of comedy, you listen to it. What they do is they've taken all the old Johnny Carson shows and just audio, but turned them to audio, and it's amazing. I feel like my, my old, oldest brother would love that. I, but see, with, with my Sirius, it's locked on the Howard 100. I, I almost never go anywhere else. Occasionally some of the comedy channels in the high 90s, but uh, it's almost always 100 or 101. But I, I bring that up because when you were talking about uh, the political landscape and trash talking, there were politicians I grew up where – you know, I look back on them with rose-colored glasses, like you know Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter and and, and those kind of guys. But I hear Johnny Carson making fun of them. Kind of, of, of course, a today would be a G-rated version of that. But it it, it kind of blew my mind to go, wow, the, these guys who you, you we were raised to think were phenomenal were getting ragged on just as much as presidents now. Oh yeah, and 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 that wasn't necessarily what I was referring to. I mean, the presidents themselves, or the the, the you know the the governorships, mm-hmm. the governors, or the legislators themselves have you know cutting wrestling promos. That seems to be more a thing that's happening like now. Um, and although, if you're going back to the sports thing, though, you look at Muhammad Ali. That that was what was his big draw. Uh, even if you look at Conor McGregor, that was his big draw because now he seems to have fallen off the earth, but. Uh, whenever anybody seems to implement that and is actually good and natural and flowing at it, it always brings eyes to them. But again, I mean, if you're talking about a combat sport, I kind of get it, but I, I don't know, man, I'm thinking about thinking about baseball or meh. football. You can get away with a little bit, I feel like, but I don't know. Baseball is supposed to be so like Americana and whatever. And even though it's, they're all rife with steroids and whatever, it's like, who cares? I don't know. That 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 it, man, we are just flowing from one topic to another here. I like but it. but but now I think about that and I'm like, I, I, man, this is going to get a lot of fingers pointed at me. Uh, but I, I challenge you to drug test me any day of the week. But that that aside, uh, for fun, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, that aside, I, I'm confused as to why anybody like. I don't know. Have you ever watched? Okay, there was a real time, uh, or was it, is it called real? No, it's real sports. It was from probably like ten years ago. Bryant Gumble on HBO, I think it was. Right. Called I remember real that. sports, uh, and he did this thing on uh, steroids, and he was talking about like there's zero, absolutely zero evidence of, of any deaths directly linked to it. Now it can help on conditions that you have, et cetera, et cetera. But if that with that being the case. I can't see why it matters if a football player does steroids. I can't see why it matters if a baseball player does. I really can't see why. You could say, okay, well, they're going to have an unfair advantage. Maybe they will, but if everybody else is doing it, what's the difference? uh, You know who else is going to have an unfair advantage? The guy who decides to go to the gym or work on his craft five days a week as opposed to the guy who only does it two days a week. There are so many different ways to get an advantage. I'm not sure why that one matters. And then when you look at wrestling, wrestling is entertainment. It's not like you're drug testing actors, 
before they go and do their movie or their TV show. These guys have the time or, you know, on all kinds of different substances and nobody says anything about it. Musicians, whatever. But for some reason, the entertainment industry. Now, with wrestling, I kind of get it because you had people just dropping like flies. But that wasn't steroids. That was pain pills. That was uh, uh, mixing all kinds of drug cocktails, all kinds of stuff like that. But performance-enhancing drugs, quote-unquote. Man, if I was on the WWE schedule, I feel like I'd probably need that stuff because it helps your body recover. It helps your body recoup from getting beaten up day after day, plus all the stress of also getting in the gym all the time. So that that's always raised some eyebrows with me as to why that's a thing. I I guess I'm in the minority where I don't care if someone uses steroids. Uh, steroids wasn't cheating, you know, until Mark McGuire got busted for it. Uh, in the 80s, it was greenies, which were uppers, and every baseball player admitted to doing that. I, I mean, the uppers are probably more of a performance-enhancing drug, in my opinion, than a steroid is. Uh, oh, hell yeah. So it, I, I don't care. I'm not going to hold steroids against somebody if I view them wanting to get in the Hall of Fame. It just is what it is, and I'm not going to bastardize an athlete for it, especially when their industry, like baseball, turned their back a blind eye to, to let players do it to help save that sport after the strike. So, you, you know, if the sport turns its back and says, hey, we don't see anything, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's bad, I'm not going to crucify any athlete. Right. Well, I, I remember like when the Chris Benoit thing went down, it was like everybody was blaming steroids. And it's like, come on, man. Like, first of all, they made it out like the old – it was like reefer madness of old where like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, this pot's going to make you crazy and kill all your friends. And it's like – they're like, oh, he had, he had roid rage. You have roid rage for a whole damn weekend? Really? Is that how it works? Like <laughs> – it, it just doesn't work that way. And and I, I look, I've tried it before, used it before, won't lie about that. I ain't on a damn thing now, so I'm pretty excited that the other day somebody tweeted me and they were like, is Eli Drake on the gas? And I was like, hell no, I'm not. But if you're asking me that, then I'm doing something right. Uh, but it's like you don't get that kind of a thing. Like you might be slightly more aggressive overall, but you don't just like – I've never like whooped one of my friend's asses because <laughs> like I was just so aggressive from this stuff. It just, it just doesn't happen. Like it's not like that at all. It's so misunderstood. It's so blown out of proportion. Uh, and it is to, it is from my perspective, like a very much today's reefer madness. So where it gets blamed for so many things that just make no sense. Like the Chris Benoit thing. Did you get peer pressured into it or was it? I could, no, no. I, I tell you what it was, man. I, I wish, I wish, I wish so much that I would have done it when I was younger. And I know that sounds crazy and stupid, but I was like a purist for so long where like, I was just like, I don't want to do it. I like the way my, like my, I, I was able to get myself naturally up to about two ten, somewhere around there. And I looked good and lean and I was just thinking like, hell man, if I've gotten here, like I can make it the rest of the way where I want to be. I wanted to be about 230, 240. And the problem was when I got into wrestling in 2003, 2004, guys were a lot bigger. So, you know, the guys who were getting signed at the time were like Chris Masters, Bobby Lashley, 
guys like that, Shelton Benjamin, all these big ass dudes. And so like I was tiny by comparison at 210. So I, I, I just resisted and resisted and resisted. I don't think, I think the first time I tried doing it was like maybe 2006 and I did like the smallest amount ever. And, but part of it was, I also just never had the money for it. I was so damn broke going through my twenties. Um, just trying to get this the whole thing off the ground. It was like when I did do it, I did minimal amounts. Like they would always tell me like, Hey, do this much, do this much, do this much. I would do like a half of what they were saying, or maybe at most three quarters of what they were saying. I never did the full doses that they were telling me to do. Part of that was also just to stretch it out because, you know, I'm trying to stretch my dollar out. Um, and so in a, in a weird way, I almost regret not just going all in on it. So I could have gotten huge and been signed, you know, way back in 2005, 2006. And now I'd be on the back end of my career instead of still coming up at 37. Yeah. But you would never have met me in, in, come on. Being, being <laughs> hey, poor. you never know. I, I look, I'd be just in a different trajectory, just coming the opposite way. You, you bring up Chris Masters and I got to tell you a story. And I, I might've told you this at one of the times or the only time PD and I interviewed you was I was a huge Chris Masters slappy. I was a, I was a fan of his. I think he did not get a fair a slappy. You say slappy. Yes. I, I really enjoyed his work. I got to meet him once, and it was it was the first time I think I ever uh, said hi to you. It was at an XICW show in Detroit, and uh, he was there. Uh, PD introduced me. Williams introduced me to Chris, and him. PD and I were talking, and this is I I think I did tell you this, but did you ever see the movie Broken Arrow? I don't think so. It's a John Travolta, Chris Slater, Christopher, Chris, Christian Slater movie. So if you ever get a chance, watch it, please. And John Travolta plays the heel. But every time he was, he's on camera, they have this kind of cool country twangy guitar underlay when he's just walking. It's the coolest. But when I became – this is kind of when I became an Eli Drake fan was at that show because when you walked in the room, you had that kind of presence about you was everybody stopped and turned their heads because you immediately became the coolest guy in the room, if that makes sense. <laughs> was this during the show or just – No, no it just... was before the show when you oh, walked in. All right. <laughs> but, but, but you walked in and you had this cool brown leather jacket and it might have been – you know, dusk and you're wearing sunglasses and you, you became the coolest guy ever. <laughs> it was bright in there. <laughs> nice try. But, but you, you exude this coolness when you walk into a room, if anybody's ever, and not like Eli Drake, the showman who is, you know, there signing autographs. It's, you know, you had nobody to show up to you were coming in and basically like, where do I go and put my bags? You, we were talking before we recorded, and I, I wanted to say that to illustrate this. I, I I didn't follow your career with a microscope, but I've always you know been a fan of yours. I'm watching 
the newest episode of NWA Power, which another great episode. You guys are doing phenomenal, and I'm not saying Hey, that. wait a minute. Real quick. Was that show, the XICW, was that the one where it was like me and Chris against like the – was it like a father and son or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Now I remember what you're talking about. Yes. It, you, you, you walked in and – we were late as hell, I think, because we'd just gotten back from the, uh, I think it was just like the Bound for Glory loop mm-hmm. up in, uh, where was that, Ottawa. I, I Yes, I believe it was something like that. You guys, like, you guys walked in, I wouldn't say super duper late, you were pretty on time still, but yeah. So, I, I, I use that because you are, believe it or not, a nice guy. I don't know if you want people to know that that Eli Drake is a nice guy. <laughs> it's fine. I, I post uh, dogs that you can adopt on my page, so I would I would assume people can pick that up. <laughs> so, but who? who do you, but but yeah, but I was telling you this before we started recording. When we were on here. It's like there, there's a there's a divide between guys and girls. But I, I feel like that's where we're going. So go ahead. It is. I, I I'm saying all that to set up the fact that I'm watching the newest episode of NWA Power, and. He, by the way, you didn't tell me anything. I tried to, uh, to 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 get something out of you here. You didn't tell me off the air, so you're not going to tell me on the air. But I kept watching, waiting for you to turn heel, whether it was on Tim Storm or do something. But the last three episodes, you've come out. You've been this baby face. You've been encouraging, and you've been – you know, hey, uh, I, I don't know if it's you or not, but if you do, I'd love to have my shot. Or you're Tim Storm this week. You're like, hey, pick your chin up. You and I, we're going to go out and win some gold. I'm, I'm going to help cheer you up. And to me, that's not the Eli Drake I'm used to seeing on TV. Are you sure? I think so, right? Because I, I feel like, and people have pointed this out to me, like, you know, I've been on, I guess, the, the heel side of things, quote unquote, but, um, but I think that I've always been a bit of a tweener. Explain that. Well, I mean, I, look, I, I think it's just a natural kind of thing where it's like I'm, I'm on the, the heel side of things. I can, I, can, I can tell the people to shut up. I can, you know, trash them. I can trash all their favorite guys, but somehow they still seem to come around and, and like me, whether it's the creative way that I'm saying whatever or, you know, uh, like I can still say things that dump on them and they still – like it. I have people come up to me and ask me to call them a dummy when they meet me. Mm. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's also a matter of the delivery, maybe stretching out the character and doing certain things that I've haven't done before and doing things in a way that people haven't seen before. Uh, and I think it's all kind of in the eye of the beholder. Every wrestler I've ever talked to, even in interviews or podcasts, they all say they'd rather play a heel than a face. Do you get since you've been typecast as a heel throughout your career? Do you get tired of being a heel? I'll say this: it's easier to be a heel than it is to be a face. It's very easy to go out there and be like, "Ah, oh, I hate you people and you're idiots and blah blah blah." But to get the people to genuinely like you and to genuinely back you—that is a difficult thing. So I think that's why most people prefer to be the heel, and also because you can kind of let maybe some more true feelings out uh, as a heel. But then again, at the same time, when I was a little kid, all I ever wanted to do was be the hero. 
the unfortunate thing was that the way that I come off, like you said, the way that I walk into a room, that always comes off as heelish, especially to guys. There's a big divide between the way guys see me and the way girls see me. It's very, very different. Do you ever show, whether it's your girlfriend now or a girlfriend in the past, like your work in wrestling, you're like, oh, let me see you wrestle. Do you, do you pull out the stuff and they go, why are you so mean? Or do, do they ask those questions? Not, not – I only ever do that if they ask. It seems too weird and it gives me douche chills to even imagine the fact of being like, hey, here, here's the – watch this. Although uh, Michelle, my girlfriend, she uh, she likes to just consume – any of my stuff, it seems. She said she just watched three, or I'm sorry, listened to three of my podcasts today. And I'm looking right at her and she's shaking her head at me right now. She's so, oh, I can't believe you're saying that. But no, I, I, I don't cool. know. I mean, I've definitely watched stuff in front of her, but not with the explicit intent of being like, hey, look, watch this. Here I am. Would she think it's douchey? Because I, I. No, she'd probably go right along and watch it with me. <laughs> See, I don't think it's douchey. I, you're an accomplished athlete, and you kind of want to show off your work, right? That's the way I would view it. I, I, I guess it depends on on how you're doing it, what you're doing. Like, I don't. I, I okay. If we're going into like a dating scenario, I would never, ever, ever lean on it for many reasons. First of all, I figure. Most people don't give a shit about wrestling. Uh, second of all, especially if they know nothing about wrestling, then they especially don't give a shit. And aside from that, it's also just like there's more to me than that. So it's like I'm going to sell me myself and eventually we'll get to that part of me, but it is just a part of me. So like uh, you'll eventually get to see that or, or maybe you'll see it. It depends on how it comes up in the conversation, but I'm not very quick to lead with it just because first of all, it comes along with a lot of questions and it's always the, a lot of the same questions. Does it really hurt? Is it, wait, is that, is that real? Hey, and it's, it's all those questions. Um, so I just, I, I avoid it until I need to. Um, but, but, but yes, but once we get into it and they're like, well, wait a minute, so are you the good guy, the bad guy, whatever? And I'm like, well, usually most people seem to see me as the bad guy. And they're like, really? I would imagine you being the, the good guy. And I'm like, well, uh, most guys are the bookers and guys see me as a bad guy. That, that's – man. Babe, would you – hold on. I got it right here. Would you agree with me uh, when we first talked about me wrestling – and I don't even know if we ever went over the whole good guy, bad guy thing. But when you found out that I was a heel, what did you, what did you think of that? Uh, wrong person asked. Oh. Told me sense. She thinks it makes sense. Never mind. So she, she's the one that's uh, that's off that. She thought it was a real asshole. I guess is that what you thought? No. Oh, oh boy. Good for her. I said no. All right. Well, we're pro- proving my uh, <laughs> proving me wrong here with my. Uh, my field research, but that's all right. <laughs> you're gonna have to have a talk with her about that later. No, that's that's right. How you're you're gonna get punished later, babe? Yeah, oh, man. No more <laughs> podcast appearances for you. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, as far as as far as what's going on with me, the NWA. If you're confused right now, uh, then good. I think I'm doing something right because I think that the whole thing that I want to do right now is expand my reach, expand my range, do some different things, uh, and see what feels good. See what the people react to. See what they want. Um, but I will say when you go out there and you can hold a crowd in the palm of your hand and they're eating up every bit of what you're saying and they like it, that's a pretty damn good feeling. Feels a lot better than them not liking you, quite frankly. Do you, so you're doing a lot of new stuff. We, we talked, I think, in the probably first episode or two about the the talking into I had to do to get you even to consider doing a podcast. Here you are. You're now, I guess, being a face essentially right now in NWA. Do you do you think you're at like a midlife crisis when it comes to wrestling, or is this like all? <laughs> th- does that make sense? Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a guy with open ears, and if you come at me with something that piques my interest, I might not immediately bite, uh, but I will consider it. And, you know, if I do it, then, then I'll run with it. Um, so no, no, not any of that. It's, it's just, um, the idea of doing what I'm doing at the NWA, uh, it's, I don't even know if I'd call it full baby face. It's kind of still tweenerish. I think you're baby face. You just came out and patted Tim Storm on the back, told him to cheer up. You know what? You and I, we're going to go out and win tag team belts. Well, that's that's a face. Yeah, but I mean, couldn't that also be a tweet? I mean, let's think about it. I, I, even even the, the most baby face protagonists still have a gray area. Uh, they still have a little bit of a dark side if uh, – uh, look, I don't watch a lot of TV, so my go-to reference is always The Walking Dead. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, when Rick was still on the show, sometimes he'd do some bad shit. But he was still the main guy that you wanted to succeed. You wanted to see him go forward. Uh, and a lot of times he would be the good guy. He'd be the good stand-up guy. But other times he would just shoot some bitch just out of nowhere and just be like, all right, I'm not dealing with this right now. That's kind of a gray area tweener. So point out then in the last three shows, mm-hmm. one gray area that you've given us in, in the NWA. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use your own words because you had said that you were confused. I don't know if you said that on here, but you said that before we got on here that you were confused with the dome with me because you said that uh, you don't know if I'm a baby face or heel. Right. And so you pointed out, you know, the whole thing was uh, uh, James Storm from the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would dare to even say the match that I had the very first week was kind of a gray area, although the people were reacting to me like a damn baby face. Um, but that promo and the the match were kind of gray area. The stuff I did with James Storm was a lot of people said that they didn't understand what my motivation was. Then this week with Tim Storm, they didn't quite understand what my motivation was, although it came off very babyface. Who knows? I Well played. I, you, I totally forgot about your first match because I think I even came on and said that you were very Hill-esque. And then you defended yourself 
that well, was I? So well played. Okay, I, I can I can see where you're going with. I that. feel like, I feel like we're gonna have to do a watch along episode here or something. I would love that. I, I, I well, I'm actually as we speak, I'm I'm transposing uh, old VHSs from like 2004 uh, to digital. So, some of my old wrestling matches. I feel like I want to do that on YouTube or something. Do like old watch-alongs. That would be fun. I think I think that would be phenomenal with you. You you are one of the few. I wouldn't say few because now every every time I guess every. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply wrestler now is embrace social media because there's money in it but you really take it to that next level yeah i, I guess i like, like i keep thinking like i want to do a youtube thing and i just i never can think of like what i want to do like what's my what's my aim what's my angle what's my topic what's my now she's looking at me shaking her head again what are you looking at me for <laughs> Oh, she's saying I don't need an angle or a topic. That's just probably right. I probably need to just get on there and talk and just do some dumb shit. But I don't know. What does she think of the podcast? She's listened to three of them now. I get a lot of fan feedback. I don't get a lot of feedback from you. You kind of just do it, and then we we call it a day. I mean, are you still having fun with it? Babe, can I borrow you for a second? Hey, come over here real quick. Yeah, let's do this. Let's interview her. Uh, okay. So, uh, Dennis would like to know, and actually now I'm curious cause I know you've listened to podcasts a few times. What do you think of the podcast? Uh, is, is it this podcast that you listen to today? You listen to three of them. Oh, so you're way behind. When you were just saying what he had said, I was like, Oh, he was totally wrong in the first episode. He, Eli was definitely baby face. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but what do you think of the podcast overall? I think it's really and and don't don't bullshit no, no, don't baby face it. Yeah. No bullshit. I think it's really good content. I like that it got changed and we got to hear a little bit about you, Dennis. Thanks. I did get that right, right? Yeah. yeah yes. Um, <laughs> but I think the podcast is headed in a really good direction, and I think more sort of the lifestyle thing. Like I know that there's a specific topic, but I think it is good to diverge from that every once in a while. It pulls additional people in additional listeners get a, Oh, okay. I can resonate with that too. That's pretty freaking cool. So now or it might run people off. You never know. <laughs> so wait, tell her not to run off. I, I, All right, don't, I, don't I, run off. Don't go anywhere. I've got, I've got more questions now for her. Okay. We got more questions because it's not every day we get to talk to a girlfriend of a pro wrestler can you talk a little bit about when cuz Eli had said that he knew you growing up at what point did kind of you, kind of knew of you didn't you like date her friend or her cousin or something something like that hey, close enough did you so when Eli became on your radar for maybe dating or a, a friendship and then you learned that he was a wrestler what was your first reaction Honestly, it didn't. It, it it really wasn't anything that phased me. So I didn't. I didn't grow up with wrestling like Eli did, but I knew what it was. Like I know who I knew who The Rock was. I knew who Stone Cold. I mean, I know knew who these guys were. So 
it really wasn't this like, oh my gosh, he's a wrestler. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a huge cool aspect to that. But at the end of the day, it was like, no, this is a funny guy. He's cool to hang out with. It was just more about like the time and like who he was as a person. I mean, that's just me. Now, do you go, how many wrestling shows a year do you usually go with them to? Ooh. I know. I'd, I'd estimate that at maybe like three, four, maybe. Yeah. Like it's not a lot. Yeah, I say three, three or four. All right. Do you watch or Do you find yourself watching as a fan, out, other than a girlfriend, or do you watch from the aspect? And I think I had a good conversation with Josh Matthews about this, and and his wife being a wrestler. But do you watch? Like, did that really hurt him? Is he okay? Can you let go of the worry to enjoy the match? One hundred percent. So I will say there was one match, and I think that he had been having like some soreness in his back and he went down and I had a friend with me. It was one of the local matches here. And I looked at her and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I think he's really hurt. And then afterwards I was like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Is your back good? And he was just like, babe, I just, I was just selling it really good. That's how good I am. And I was like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) that's how good I am, babe. Like, okay, cool. So, I mean, honestly, like besides seeing the like death match kind of stuff where I'm like, I mean, if that, that hurts. And I know that, you know, when you land on that thing, you're landing on the wood and the metal, it hurts. But the worry has completely been removed from it. I, I feel like I would I would know at this point if something was seriously wrong. Okay. Was wrong. Thank you so much for the I I think we're gonna incorporate you a little bit more into the show whenever Uh-oh. we have you. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. boy. laughs> I mean it's a it's a lot of fun though. I will say every time I do go and watch not be an avid fan. I mean, I'm not pulling up wrestling on, on the, my YouTube or anything like that. I think it's really fun to watch. I like getting involved. And I will say from a fan perspective, like, I mean, I've been told that I can stand out a little bit in comparison to the people that I'm surrounded by. Everyone is so, so nice. The very first match that I came and watched Eli at, um, in New York in 2017, I mean, people were so, I was like, okay, well, who's this and what's their story? Are they good? Are they bad? Is he winning? Do we want to cheer for him? I mean, everyone was so cool, so willing to, to share all the knowledge and information with me. I've, I've had, I've always had a great experience as a fan, uh, wrestling fans. Don't get me started <laughs> with them. Sometimes they, 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 I have a love hate relationship with them. I mean, it might be because I have like a pretty face and big tits, but I, I don't know. Yep. Well, yeah, because I was just going to say, especially as the workers, anytime we look out in the audience, we see a pretty girl. We're like, OK, whose girlfriend is that? Because there's no other reason that there's a pretty girl in the audience usually. Oh, no. I, like nine times out of ten. I, I totally agree. Uh, anytime, anytime at a wrestling show and there's a girl with like all of her teeth and <laughs> and like just two boobs in the front and no boobs in the back. I go, uh, she's, she's not, she's here to support someone. She's not as here as a fan. Yeah. And that's what I got the the first time they were like, okay, so you don't belong here. So who do you belong to that's out there? <laughs> <laughs> makes, makes a hundred percent sense. Right. right. Here. Well, I stole her from cooking. So you get back over there, you get back in the kitchen where you belong. You do some cooking. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, I guess that that's an interesting point of view. I, I like that. And by the way, very nice, very nice, super nice. Yeah. Let's. Is there any? Oh, you know what? I want to touch on the uh, AEW NXT war that's been going on. 
Yeah. What's so what? So I know that uh, AEW like won the first two or three weeks or whatever, but both of their numbers have been going down though, right? Yes. And AEW's had the bigger loss though, right? I believe so. For the first four weeks, AEW has out outscored, outscored, outrated NXT. Uh, I think NXT is down to 600,000 viewers at 600 and some odd. Let me find the numbers here. I have them. Wow. And on USA. Yeah, right. Well, I I think it's because it was a product that was just kind of hidden on, on the network for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, aren't they, but I mean, they're, they're promoting it. It's a big channel. It's essentially been the wrestling channel for 30 years or so. Um, I'm just, I'm surprised it's that low. I mean, I am, and I'm not, I feel like, again, I feel like NXT feeds to that more. It's like a polished indie. Yeah. So NXT drew 698,000 viewers while, uh, and it, that was NXT while AEW view drew nine, 900,063. So I, I bring this up because. I think it was a poor decision on WWE to put anything up against AEW on on two Wednesday nights. But but wasn't NXT already on Wednesday nights? It was just on the network. Yes. It, so all they did was just move it to USA. I, so it wasn't. I don't. Wasn't like they moved it against AEW. I don't feel like. I mean, okay, maybe the timing seems weird for them to move it to USA, but I feel like that was always in the cards for them because like NXT used to be, well, NXT used to be FCW, then it became NXT, then they started doing the small tours, I think they call that coconuts or whatever around Florida, and then they started doing the bigger traveling tours. It just seems like the the next logical step was to take it to actual TV and off the networks. So I I don't know that I mean, maybe the timing is a little funny, but if it was already on Wednesday nights, it's not like they made that move. Like, I feel like AEW could have done Tuesdays knowing that SmackDown was going to Fox. And, you know, then it's, all they have is, is impact at the time because they didn't even know about NWA at the time. Or, or what's Thursday? Is there anything Thursday? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. I, I, don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I, but here's the thing: if if they had, if I was hired by WWE and they said to me, Dennis, what, what do we do with NXT? I would a leave it on the network, putting it on the same night, whether it's accidental or not. The the first night I hear, or the first rumblings that I hear that NXT is going up against AEW, it's a lost cause to begin with. I think AEW had so much, and, and it still has so much buzz that. Outside of Raw or SmackDown, which I that that would be dicey. Then anything you put up against AEW on that night is a lost cause. And maybe, but but you got to consider that NXT was such a popular product, at least on and and on that more indie level, like the hardcore fan level, um, and it was a tested product where AEW had some buzz, but it wasn't a tested product. So I I can't see that same view i would i would think actually it would make sense to put it would not maybe make sense like i mean obviously they could have been on different nights i, I suppose um but AEW knows that nxt was on wednesday nights so why wouldn't they make themselves thursday night well first of all i think AEW absolutely knew they could outdraw nxt and i don't think that it'll last that way 
It may not, but if you have a four-week buzz and you've already put a feather in the cap of this war of WWE versus AEW. If I'm WWE well, – Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's back that off and say NXT versus AEW because I don't think you're going to get the same outcome if you put AEW against either SmackDown or Raw. I agree to that. I, I don't think I could disagree, but NXT versus AEW, I'll, I'll give you this one. I, I If I'm WWE – I'm not giving AEW anything to brag about, even if it means I have to look like a coward. I'm moving everything away from them. Let them, you know, draw whatever numbers they're going to draw by themselves and let them play in hyperboles or, or assumptions that they could. You protect NXT at that point where right now it seems like as a fan, they're a little bit exposed to the ratings now that they're they're struggling and bringing back old NXT favorites down to the brand, which, by the way, ruins the brand, in my opinion, when you bring guys like Finn Balor and all these guys back to that brand that have moved on and graduated. It just seems like a desperation move. Yeah, well, I, I think that, that well, they're, they're trying to work that in a couple different ways. It, it is, it's a move to get more eyes on it, but it's also, I think, in an attempt to elevate NXT to say it's on the same, or at least it's it's supposed to be coming up on the same level as the other two shows. Um, at the same time, I think that even if they'd have stayed on the network, AEW would have still been able to make the same claim because, again, they were already on Wednesday nights. So the only option that WWE had was either to move nights, and if they did that, it would look real shitty, uh, or to stay where they were on the network, still have lower numbers. AEW, I think they were damned if they do, damned if they don't, because if they didn't make that move, I think they'd have looked weak in the sense of, we're just going to stay where we are, still getting this number. Uh, We're going to stay on the network, uh, AEW is still going to be able to make the claim that they're making higher numbers than us because we're limited to whoever subscribes and actually watches the show on the network. Uh, and I think that the aim has always been to get NXT on regular TV. So it just makes sense to, from my perspective to put them on USA at that time and not deviate from the day that it was already on because if it was already on that day and that time and you switch because a new product coming in. That looks that looks a lot weaker to me than going head to head and taking a few weeks uh, loss. Really? See, I guess we're gonna have to disagree. Agree to disagree. Well, well, I mean, look at it. You can either you can either fight the battle and take some narrow losses, which maybe eventually you can turn the tide on, or you can just completely retreat altogether and go to a different day. When for the last five six years you've been on Wednesdays. Are you that, that that would be a super weak move. Are you a bet man? Uh, sometimes depends on uh, the odds, and you know I got to do my research. Let's let's figure out a bet here because I think there's a bet that we could even do it. Kind of prices right rules of at what week does NXT finally overtake AEW, and we can do closest without going over. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see now. I uh, <laughs> see. I would want to look at. I'd want to start looking at numbers as far as like where they started the first week, how much drop off each week, because there's going to be a level where both of them kind of level off and they kind of settle into whatever their average number is. I mean, that would kind of 
that would kind of make it a very technical analysis of the bat. But what, what <laughs> if I gave you this this coming week to do your homework? Would that be enough time for you to come back to the next podcast? Sure. And 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 then- uh, I'll I'll put some equations together. I'll figure the whole thing out and. Uh, We'll, we'll put something together. Yeah, we can we can have a nice easy bet. I think it. Are, are we putting some money on this? We can either put money or dinner. Okay. It, whatever you feel more comfortable with. You coming to LA? Well, I mean, you're you're gonna find yourself back in the Midwest on accident. I don't know, man. You you got to look at what what time of year it is now. I am not taking my ass to Detroit anytime in the next six months. Well, I mean, I've waited longer for less. <laughs> <laughs> True story, <laughs> but I do your homework because because there is there's a bet to be made here between us, and I'm wondering what the okay. fans think too. You know, tweet tweet Eli and myself on if if a you think NXT can overtake AEW, and now that we're in week four, what week do you think that NXT could overtake AEW? I, I think without a doubt NXT can overtake AEW, but I think, and I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, that, that's not the thing, that, that doesn't mean anything, blah, 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 but I think NXT needs to size up. Uh, I, I, I think they are incredibly small guys, uh, and I think somebody like my dad, for instance, isn't going to watch little tiny guys wrestle the whole damn show. And I mean, there's a couple bigger guys, I guess, but like your main guys, your heavyweight champions, so to speak, are maybe a buck 70, buck 80. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think that the average actual wrestling fan that again, and not to, to give a plug to NWA here, but I think that that's kind of what NWA speaks to. Now we have a few, you know, kind of smaller, slimmer guys, but I think a lot of the guys look like grown ass men. And so I think that that's kind of the draw where there's a big deficit, uh, of wrestling fans who I think have turned off WWE have turned off, uh, impact or whatever else. And it's because like the whole landscape of wrestling has changed, and and I think that that's one of NXT's biggest drawbacks. I think it's one of AEW's biggest drawbacks. But AEW at least has bigger star names, guys who again look like grown men, at least in Chris Jericho and and Cody and uh, 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 Dustin and you know a few others. You look at Scorpio Sky and and uh, those guys. Um, but again, NXT's top 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 of the list is. Little ass guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean any offense to those guys. I know them all. They're very nice guys. But I'm just saying I don't think that those are the guys that can carry the flag if you want to keep a large wrestling fan base. Next week, I, I think I want to vent about a little NXT, and it's not even that much. But I, I'll wait till next week. But in my mind, the only way NXT can top AEW in the ratings wars Blue Chew. Oh boy, that's it. Well, then they can they can grow above the competition. That's right. And listen, maybe in your bedroom you're a little like NXT. Your, your numbers are small. You're not quite Uh-oh. getting the viewership. You you want to overtake whoever it is that you're in competition with in the bed. 
overtake them in the ratings, take your blue chew. Chew it up because it's a chewable. Works twice as fast as any other of the dick pills. So you know it works and it works faster. So that means you don't have to wait four weeks to finally get over on your competition in bed. With that kind of competition, you need to be engorged with power. Oh, engorged. Well played, Eli Drake. There it is. <laughs> Word of the day is paying off for you. I know <laughs> it. But, but go to BlueChew.com. Use the promo code PERSPECTIVE. What that does is Eli Drake himself will send you one free order of Blue Chew. You just have to pay $5 for shipping and handling. We all know why Eli doesn't pay for shipping and handling. Because I'm engorged with power. That's right. He hates the post office. So no, that's right. He, he's he's got that one thing about the time they lost that one thing of his in the mill. But you you've paid way more money for your stupid Kenny Omega pins and your Chris Jericho shirts or your AEW towels, whatever. You you pay more money in that stuff, and that does not get you laid. Trust me. I don't know if I've ever seen a guy in a Kenny Omega shirt get laid. Have you? I mean, I haven't seen that many guys get laid, uh, but I would imagine not. Outside of Kenny Omega wearing his own shirt, that might <laughs> right. be that might be the only guy that can pull that off. So wait, don't waste don't waste your money on that stuff. Waste your money on the stuff that will like get you the revenge of the nerd girl. Have you ever seen Revenge of the Nerds, Eli? Yes, yes, I have. I, where the nerd wears the mask and finally gets the. Uh, essentially, uh, wow, I guess it doesn't uh, hold well in today's standards of, you know, women where you have to pretend to be somebody else. But uh, essentially <laughs> he did. And she liked him at the end, which was even weirder. Like, oh, you pretended to be my boyfriend and now you're not him. Uh-oh. Press charges. But back then, I guess right. it, I guess it was okay. Pretty sure, pretty sure we call that rape at this point. I was dancing around it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was tiptoeing the best I could trying to figure uh, out you, a way out of you this. You got to just stick your whole foot in that puddle. I was trying to figure out a way out of this analogy before it got too bad, but thank you for <laughs> getting me out. Well, I just took this whole thing to hell. Oh, no. This is what this is why Bluetooth likes us, but... BlueChew.com, use a promo code PERSPECTIVE. It's chewable, works twice as fast, made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Also, it's cheaper than those two, too. Uh, get your free order, use it, tell us, you know, look, tell us your success story, I guess, uh, essentially. Not that, don't go into too much detail, but, you know, do it because you like us. There's a, look, Blue Chew's on a ton of podcasts, but they keep coming back. And thankfully, we just got word they'll be back all 2020 with us. So, Eli, we're hey now. we're guaranteed at least one more year of this podcast. So, look at that, we got Blue Chew coming through. So, go to Blue Chew, support the guys who support us. Blue Chew now, uh, Eli. Anything else that uh, we want to talk about before we call it a night? I don't know. Uh, see, I see. I was just thinking about the. Now that we were talking about ratings, I was thinking about like Raw and SmackDown ratings. I can't remember how those are doing, but I feel like I saw something where was SmackDown like the only show between AEW and WWE to actually have an increase in ratings recently. I guess you know what I didn't see it, but I wouldn't argue with them because those ratings were so low, anyways. I just think it was a bad decision to put anything on Friday nights. You know what's really funny is I was driving down. Uh, 
hell, I don't, I don't, I forget what street it was, but it was right by the Fox Studios here in L.A. And they had a big, big sign for uh, uh, for SmackDown on Fox. And who would there were one, two, three, four, five? There were five people on that sign. Who would be your best guesses as to who would be on that sign? I'm going to guess Roman Reigns would be one. You are correct. Becky Lynch would be two. You are not correct. Really? Yep. Wow. Um, Brock Lesnar? Nope. Kofi Kingston? No. Wow. John Cena? Yes. And the other three are not even guys who are still technically with the company. Well, not wrestlers actively. Hogan, Rock, Austin. What? Yep. But that's a testament to no other big stars being created in the last 20 damn years. Those guys are still so much bigger than anybody else that's come along in the last 15, 20 years, save maybe John Cena. If I'm one of the current wrestlers, that's a slap in the face for me. Oh, hell yeah. Your alarm's going off. That's not my alarm. That's that's this lady over here cooking. uh, But but that's a slap in in my face. Stop making noise over there, lady. (laughs) But if you're a wrestler on that roster, let's say you are a Kofi Kingston, and you find out you didn't get put on a billboard because – Austin, The Rock, and Hogan are on there. You, you, I would be upset. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't get it. And I mean, if you look at every time Austin comes back, the pop is huge. It's like he never left. It's every hand goes up in the air. The people go nuts. Nobody else is getting that. That's awful. When Austin was wrestling, it wasn't like Ivan Putski would come to the ring and people would go insane. People would be like, oh, "Okay, cool, golf clap for Ivan Putski." They haven't created one damn star. They don't let anybody get off the ground, I feel like. Anytime somebody starts to get a little bit of momentum, somehow they get their legs cut out from under them, whether it's backstage heat or whatever. I don't know how they have not pulled the trigger on this damn Braun Strowman. Uh, he's a friend of mine, so it's like I'm, I don't mean to be biased, but just the honest truth is like I feel like he's one of the – He's one of the best things to get over in the last couple of years, and I feel like they just never really let him take off. I guess if you listen to the dirt sheets, and you may, may or may not know it more, you know, any more than the people that are guests on the dirt sheets, is you know, the knock on him is he's just late for meetings and stuff now. I don't know if that's true. I don't- so what? Like, who cares? Like, to me, it's like, okay, unless he's being an egregious asshole, if he's a little bit late – who cares? If the guy can make you millions and billions of dollars and be a megastar, let him be it. Do you think that Shawn Michaels was always on time for some stuff? Do you think no. – uh, exactly. But they let him do his thing. They let him go off and they let him be him. It was like who cared if he was an asshole? And he was a giant asshole from all accounts. But nobody ever stopped him. They let him do his thing and he became a big star. Bret Hart, I'm sure he wasn't easy to deal with. Austin was self-admittedly not easy to deal with, but these guys all still were able to do their thing, go on. Nobody cut their feet because of – or nobody cut their legs out from under them because of backstage heat or something stupid like that. It's like so many soft egos in the back now just don't let guys go and do their thing. And I feel like Braun was getting so hugely over with the I'm not finished with you and get these hands and all that stuff. And now it's just 
commonplace. You know, I wrap this up. I know you got to get going, so I don't want to put too much of a, of a point on this. I'm here all night. I got nothing to do and all day to do it. Hey, I've heard that before. I've heard that some before some. You know? Yeah, okay. Anyways, some of the things I've read in the past, once again, all third party hearsay, same place, all the wrestling nerds get all their stuff. Was, you know, Vince McMahon doesn't want to create stars because he doesn't want to lose them to Hollywood or other projects. My thinking is, if I'm Vince McMahon, I want to create as many stars as I can and lose them to Hollywood because it, it's almost like a college. The The colleges that, that create NFL stars are the colleges that bring in bigger recruits. And if I can help create a second industry for some of my wrestlers after they're done wrestling or even at the end of the career, then that means I'm, I'm building up the right way more superstars as they go. Well, hell yeah, because people still think of them and think of wrestling. The one exception to that seems to be The Rock for some reason because there are so many people that – it's usually again it's usually girls but like they'll be they have no idea that the rock was ever a wrestler and i'm like how do you not know that <laughs> like they only know him as the actor but like john cena i feel like everybody immediately takes him back to wwe uh batista back to wwe and so it's like that's a great advertisement for your company i think it's really not necessarily about losing them to hollywood so much as losing power over them because once they become a big enough star then they can start calling their own shots uh, they can start, you know, holding people up for money like the Warrior did and stuff like that, or like, uh, or like when Hogan left and then went to another company and was able to, you know, he was big enough that he could actually help WCW become an actual viable competitor. I think it's more that kind of fear as opposed to being afraid that they'll go to Hollywood or leave something. All right, Vince, Vince just wants power, uh, and, and, and apparently he's got it all. And to wrap this up, I've got to give one more compliment to NWA Power. Do you watch? Do you like you watch on YouTube? Do you fast forward to the beginning, or do you watch the uh, the the countdown into the show? Uh, I I think I usually just have it on live. I, I don't. Ah oh man, where was I? Uh, I think the last two weeks I've just put it on while I was at the gym. What if you get a chance? Maybe go back on YouTube and and watch the because they do about a two to three minute countdown before the show starts. And even on YouTube, you can go back and watch it. But what they're doing that really impresses me, and I think is going to change the way it's viewed, is they're they're highlighting tweets from fans. They're taking fan reaction videos. They're taking podcasts. They're doing all that stuff. Oh, you know what? I did see that. I did see that this week. I thought that was phenomenal. Yeah. So they're they're doing it right. All right, Eli, where can people find you? You can find me at the Eli Drake on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find me every Tuesday night on NWA Power. Uh, NW, I'm sorry, YouTube.com slash NWA, and go buy my delightful T-shirts. People have told me that I look like a model in them. Why? Because the designs are so exquisite, and you can get those at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Eli Drake. There you go. I, I, by the way, I like the shirt you came out with this week. Very simple, very to the point. 
It does. Uh, don't forget, head over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. That's where you can get the links to Eli and my social media. You can get links to the podcast. If you go there, you can listen to the podcast right there from the website if you can't listen to it at work. Any place you get podcasts, that's where Wrestling Perspective is. You can follow me on Twitter at Dennis77Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Facebook, Wrestling Perspective, wherever where you want to be. Eli, good show. See you next week. Yes, indeed. We'll see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.